Hi, I'm Jenna Smith and I work at Lashes and Locks in London, UK. And I'm today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at lashes.locks. Cue the music. In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, we wanted to create a podcast where you can learn, be encouraged and find a connection with other Lash and Beauty professionals. This is the Lashcast podcast and here's your host, Paul Lubers. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today is quite the somber episode. I will just say that up front. It's a little bit different than anything we've ever done before. This is not a gag one. This is not a joke one. I know we've done that in the past once. And some people might be thinking, oh, they're just doing something to get everyone's attention. They're just doing a little little scheme here. It should be really interesting. We're not, this is no joke. What we're going to talk about today is why we close our salon Integrity Lash. We've been in business for 13 years, and after 13 years, the time came for us to close it, and we're going to go into it and why. And I just want to say, we usually don't boast about our achievements or who we are, but I am very proud of what these 13 years, what we did. Integrity Lash, by the time it closed, was the highest rated salon on Yelp in all of Southern California. We had more five-star reviews than anyone else for doing lashes. We also had been on a top 200 salon by Salon Today for four years in a row. No one else has, has ever done that yet. I'm sure plenty will now that we're out of business. But out of all the lash salons in Southern Cal- or in all of the United States, we're the only one that's done it four years running. There's only one other salon that's done it twice. And so that was something we were very proud of because Salon Today is really kind of the Oscars for you know, Salon businesses of winning that award, being chosen. We also won, actually, in some ways, this is our favorite, best place to work in Pasadena for the last two years. Our, our clients, our staff, got everyone rallied to vote for us because they love working for us. So they voted us as the best place to work in all Pasadena. We beat out places that have like 400, 500,000 workers. And with our 13, 14, 15 employees, we were able to get enough of them and their friends and family to say, hey, you know what? We love working here. Let's vote for them and give them that. So that was something we were very honored by. Best lashes we won bunch of things in LA, Pasadena over the years, Vanity Fair picked us, beauty blogs and all that. So there's been plenty of accolades for our salon. And that's why I think a lot of people are shocked. They're like, wait a minute, how can you be doing all these things right? And then close your salon. Well, thank you for checking in today. That's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to share really what happened. It's the whole story. There's a long episode, I admit, but we get into the details. We get into the nitty gritty. I hope you hear we are, while down and a little saddened, and, and not a little, been greatly saddened by this, we're not out, and we're not depressed, and we haven't lost hope, and we're not quitting. We're not like, ah, oh, forget, screw it all, we hate everyone, you know, light myself on fire. None of that's happening. We're going to tell you what happened, why it happened, where we're wrong. We made some really costly mistakes over the years that added up and did this. And then we're just some things where life comes along and kicks you in the butt and kicks you in the teeth and you have no say in the matter. It's out of your control and you just have to deal with it. And really the only thing you can control at that point is how you respond. Do you respond with hopelessness and crying and kicking and screaming or do you pick yourself up, dust yourself off and move on with a new plan, a new attack and a change of tactics. So you get to hear all that. 
And hopefully this is encouraging in the end, as well as a, a, a little bit of like sobering up for all those of you who have watched Shark Tank and gotten on, watched The Profit. Like, yeah, entrepreneurship kicks ass. Yeah. The only thing that could happen is Mark Cuban doesn't finance me, but I'm going to take over the world. No, I'm sorry, guys. Sometimes other things come along in life, health, business things, things out of your control that you can't change. And while I wish we all can control our destinies, there is sometimes in life where life takes over and just says, you know what, you have a good attitude, but you know, I'm going to take this away from you. And so you're going to get to hear all that. So enough of that. One quick, a couple quick announcements, guys. Just please come see us if you're going to IBS. We'd love to see you at the booth. We're there at Tara Walsh, the last premiere, and we're going to be there with Shelby from Last Boss Radio, hanging out, doing our podcast there, taking pictures. So I, like I, I said, I think I've said somewhere, I'm going to be signing autographs. I don't have pictures, but you know, I'll just sign people's heads or you know whatever, pieces of paper. And if you don't want a signature, I'm giving it to you anyways. Anyhow, that said, I'll be there. We'll be there, Tuss, Erica, just having fun, relaxing, being with you guys. And we have a party Sunday night, which is a secret location. I'll tell you more about that. Check our social media media. And then, then on Monday, we were doing our Elevate class, which is a one-day business intensive. It is the best price one-day business intensive you'll find anywhere. This is your chance to take the class, learn a lot that we know from our 13 years. Actually, I've been doing business for over 20 years, so you're going to learn a lot of stuff that will help you grow your business. Now, let's just get into the nuts and bolts, and I'm going to sit down with me, Erica, and Tustin, and we're going to talk to you about why we closed Integrity Lash. <music> Okay, guys, we are here in a rainy day, as Eric and I love, here in L.A., getting to talk about something that I guess is not, well, rainy day is probably appropriate, actually, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so hopefully um, we're going to get into some interesting stuff today. Why did we close Integrity Lash? Mm-hmm. Erica, why did we close it? Just in one word. A lawsuit. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> lawsuit and health. I'll put health as a secondary subset of that, but yes. lawsuit was the big one. You're right. And so while that is terribly humbling, and, and we're going to get into some details, we don't get we're not going to get too much detail because I don't think it we're benefits. Spill the tea. Spill the tea or spill the beans <laughs> or whatever the expression spill is. Spill the tea. It's the tea. Is it the tea? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is that expression? I don't know what that means. What really? Oh, gosh, we just talked about this the other night. We got schooled on it. Really? Fiona's like, oh, you guys don't know what the tea is. You know, no. it's like tea the pose, dirt. you mean? Tea no, pose? it's the gossip. Oh, no. the gossip. So oh. people says, you know, you guys are looking for the tea, you know. Oh, gossip. Yes, yes. Gossip was a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... Anyhow, before we get into all that, how are you guys doing? Here we're together again, hanging out in our back room. Um, well, I'm doing well. Yeah, Erica's <laughs> made some big changes last two big weeks. Big changes. Act last week, really. So. Yeah, I think in the past I've been, uh, I don't know, personalities or whatever. It's like, you don't like change, but I am learning that I like thrive on change. Okay. I really like change. Yeah. Erica, so I'm good. Yeah, you've been good. Erica has taken this, I think the best of everyone. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was hard. It's hard to all of us. And I'm sure it's been for you too, but yeah, it's still. bittersweet. Yeah. I mean, definitely bittersweet, but I, I have a good attitude and my, my glass is half full and Yay. I mean, there's, you know, there's many different ways you can react yeah. to this kind of thing. And yeah. I definitely have taken it in stride and 
You have. I'm so proud of you. It's Thanks. like so refreshing to see the changes that you've made. It's like, yeah. like I said to you earlier, it's it's lifting me up. Oh, yep. good. Yeah, you went and painted your room already. <laughs> did. So Bought new furniture. It's, it's like Erica has built a whole new business within the salon. <laughs> I know. It's like a snap of the fingers. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, it, all this was bubbling at the surface waiting yeah. to come up. Yeah. I had no doubt. <laughs> oh, thanks. All right. So let's get into what happened at Integrity Last and why we closed it. It's, it's quite involved. It's not something to say, while lawsuit really is the big elephant in the room, there was a lot going on. And for Tustin and I, we just had to pull the plug after basically two years. Um, so let's two just years of legal fighting, fighting not yeah. two years of, of the salon. But So what so how, happened? How long was the salon open? 13 years. Actually, 13 years in like two, three months, something like that. Okay. We opened basically March of 2006 as a mobile business, which we don't advise doing anymore because that's illegal. But that was before I knew yeah, uh, how laws. to do anything, yeah, research yeah. anything. We did that. I, we were, I, were mo- I was mobile for two months. Two months. You, you had a mobile, I think you had a lounge chair. Oh, and yes. A this portable is, steamer. Oh, my goodness. And, a, and a, you brought your cabbie with you. You brought mm-hmm. a, basically a whole spa oh, into someone's it, living room. It, yeah, it was, it was all this jerry rigged. Um, I used a, uh, a scrapbooking uh, yeah, case, tote, case yeah. thing, oh, yeah. and I like tripped it out, and, and that was a lot of work. Well, yeah. and Paul would set everything up for you. Yes, yeah, I would come did. in, do that, and then go hang out at Starbucks for two hours. <laughs> and at that time, I was self-employed, so I would just work at home or work in the car or whatever it was. So it was crazy and not not a lot of fun. And we yeah. just cobbled up enough savings just to put a down payment and get yeah. a little cracker box of a studio. And and, then, yeah. and yeah. basically July, actually April, May, yeah, June 1st or July. Actually, July 1st, I think, is when you actually started at the new place. So it was about three months you were on the road. Like we did our first place, it, it was it was particle board. I had particle board for the floor and it was warped. So it was higher oh, yeah. in the ceiling, uh, higher, higher in the center and like lower on the uh, on the. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the corners. We and it was 150 square no, feet. Oh, it was 80. 80 it was square 80 feet. 80 square yeah. feet. It was a closet. Oh it was so tiny. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I thought I'd died and gone to heaven, man. I thought, yeah. oh, this it is It was cute. It was fantastic. We it was great. We did a lot of work. That was probably the most work we ever spent because it was so small. We could really yeah. deck it out mm-hmm. and make it really cute. And anyhow, we're going back to where it started. <laughs> I but know. We're reminiscing. the good old days. But <laughs> basically, in May of 2017... 2017 was a hard year. We had a couple, we've had a couple tough years. 2013 was tough because that's the year we had basically a walkout. Mm-hmm. And we had basically, a, it was slow. It was over like three months. But we had five employees leave and take two-thirds of our business with us or with them. And so we got a mess during that time. We didn't pay the IRS for a little bit. And since then, we've been on a payment plan for the IRS for the last six years, seven years, whatever it's been, and paying them back what we owe because you can't not not pay the IRS. You actually can't bankrupt yourself for the IRS. You have to, if you defraud them, which is what we did at the time, we had no clue. We thought, well, we'll just stop paying them for a short time while we get our house in order and then we'll catch up on payments. (laughs) And we got so far in the hole because the walkout happened. I have to say that was actually, we had really good intentions with that because we did not want to lay off our front desk at the time. And we knew that the team needed that. We yeah. thought it was going to be too much of a step back, so we like bit the bullet. We we kept we kept the front desk when we really. Well, I know, should have laid them off the day that everything started falling apart. We should have laid them off. One thing we didn't know our numbers, not realizing that you were like the key member of the team. That if you didn't work, you know, five six days a week, mm-hmm. the salon couldn't pay its bills because the team was getting almost you know so much money from their paychecks that there was nothing we were left over to pay for the supplies. Right, and, and that's running. when we were commissioned. Yeah, I was commissioned. So yeah. Tustin had to work five six days, twelve hour days, taking six. 
eight, nine clients a day. It was absolute insanity. And we took her down and then we had the walkout and then we kept the front desk on for eight months past what we should have. And the amount of money that we paid the front desk was exactly what we owed the IRS. So it was like, wow. I mean, we love them. One of them was a good friend of mine and still is. And we kept her around because we just, I didn't, we didn't, we weren't tough. We weren't able to make that tough decision and say, guys, you know, we're bleeding cash. We got to cut the front desk. We just thought, well, if we just cut back for a little bit and not pay the IRS, we'll make it back in a few months and we'll just do double payments and we'll get back on our feet. But then the walkout started and then just everything just fell apart. And we went, thankfully, not down the drain, but close to it. We were doing like sixty to $80,000 a month. We went down to $20,000 a month mm-hmm. and our rent and everything was still the same. So it wasn't like our expenses had dropped mm-hmm. except for payroll. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, that, that was that was one thing that was a bullet that put a, a, a chink in our armor that's been there for six, seven years and we've been paying it back and our goal is to have it paid off as close, soon as made this year, but definitely next year, if all possible. And that will finally be done. But that said, then came Sept 2017. 2017 was a tough year because for whatever reasons, we um, just had a group of team members who got disgruntled. And this, and then this is one. I will just say, first lesson here, by the way, mm-hmm. that we did not practice until way too late, is when someone goes south, oh, yeah. you have to fire them ASAP. Yeah. The saying is, hire slow, fire fast. Yeah. There's nothing more that can save your company than that phrase alone, because. If you don't, if you hire too quickly, just get a heartbeat in your company. You'll know Warm what body. kind of, yeah, what type of crazy you're allowing into your company. And then secondly, once they've gone crazy on you, um, and I don't mean crazy like insane. It's just like causing trouble in your salon. I don't want to diminish the, the former employees. It's not, that's not, they were just doing the best what they thought they had. But they will sink your ship. They will, not, not, not 100% intentionally, like that's not their goal always. A lot of times I think they get there and they're like, you know, bitter about something or maybe they thought something was going to happen and they were maybe promised something um, and then you can't deliver. I believe something, and being that we have not talked to all these women, we don't know exactly, but something in their mind I think switched where they felt you said you were going to give us this and you gave us that. And because they didn't communicate that effectively, and, and I've learned as a guy, I, I need to learn how to read minds better. Uh, <laughs> but that said, they didn't really weren't for, forefront with us because the communication had broken down. And maybe that's because the trust was, when you don't have trust, people don't want to talk, and, and that spirals out of control. So if we were smarter when they started going south, we should have said, you're gone. Sorry, I wish I could keep you around, but I can see that you've, you've kind of left the building already, at least emotionally. You may be physically in this building, but I need to kick you out too right away. Maybe give them a two-week warning, say, I really want you to stick, have you stay around, but you're not seeming to really have it for us or want to be here. So if that's not going to change, or just be honest with me. Tell me, yeah, I really don't want to be here. Like, okay, well, then let's find a way to you know, get you but out. But you know, we had those. We had reviews. We had one-on-ones true. where we point blank said, I think something's going on. Yep. It's I can tell from the outside. You look a little irritated. What's going on? Yeah. Well, and a lot of what I saw, because I worked, I worked with everybody yeah. that was involved with the lawsuit, and a lot of what I saw was not communicating to you guys, yeah. but communicating to everybody else or communicating one thing to you guys yeah. and then communicating something different yep. yeah. to everybody else. No, I, I remember one gal, I, I think, I don't think it was you who came to me and says, Hey, you know, Bola's going to give it to you. She's going to lay in on you and just mm-hmm. tell you the full truth. So I'm like, 
bring it on. I mean, not in a bad way. I'm like, yes, I need to hear what's going on because I care and I want you to do well. And I can tell this person had checked out. Mm -hmm. So we sat down with her and said, hey, you know, I'm really happy we're going to just chance to hopefully clear out the air, find out what's going on. Just tell me what is happening. I, obviously, you're not happy. She goes, no, everything's fine. I'd be like, ah, I'm like, what? what? Oh my what? God. I'm like, I sure? Are you sure? Because I. Because it's <laughs> so frustrating. This is the time. It's a safe time. You can say yeah. anything. I'm not going to yell. You know, just can you share? Please just let, give us really a chance on. to try mm -hmm. to save this relationship mm -hmm. so that you can work here and thrive versus hide in the dark and. Yeah, it just that we had multiple conversations like that with people. But even then, that's when we should have realized, okay, they're not telling us the truth. And a couple of these people were not the best stylists as far as their technique. They were struggling. They were in a hard time. And it was maybe because their heart wasn't in it anymore. So it was time to let them go. And we should have. And I think that would have really helped. I know that we, I, I look back and the person who's first knocked over the first, I would say, domino of discontent <laughs> was someone that was here four years ago. And she did get fired, uh, and she basically had stolen from the salon um, some employees or clients. She had started taking people at home, and we and a client called me out of the blue, say, "Hey, I want to rebook uh, blah, blah, with blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Oh, great!" And I said, "It's been a few months. We'll have to do a new session." She goes, "No, no, I just saw her last month." And I'm like, "Oh, well, that." <laughs> That's that's a problem because I don't have you in our books as being here last month. So interesting. So we, we so she ended up leaving, but we knew she had tried to do a coup in the company and get everyone to quit. This was just before you came on that fall, mm -hmm. that summer, yeah. she had gone to the trade IBS show, which is coming up, and she had told everyone at the show, "Hey, let's go here, find product, find out what we need, and then let's go open up our own salon." And thankfully, because she also happened to not always be truthful about things, the girls began to question some of her stuff. And they decided not to do that deal. But when we found out about that, that's probably... That, and we decided to keep her around because we had... To, here's my thought. I remember you, you were like, we got to let her go. And I'm like, well, we don't know for sure because we're only going through gossip right now. So we're going to fire her based on gossip? I can't do that. You always erred on the side of... Um you know, I, I'm really thankful for you. This is a quality of you that that I that I love. Um, in terms <laughs> you know, it, of wanting it to killed re us. <laughs> really wanting to believe the best in people. I think in this case, it was not helpful. I mean, no. I'm, I but I'd rather your setting be on generosity and believing the best in people. Um, but it, it was painful. It, it was, was pain, it, 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 because I, I could see I could see what what was happening and. Um, it, yeah, it's it's like the frustrating. It's like you, no one takes pleasure like in, in disciplining your children. It's like you want the blessing for your kids. You want your kids to be able to go to the birthday party and have all the fun with all their friends because you think it's fantastic. But if they made they've made a choice to do something naughty, and you yeah. can't let them you go, gotta hold, you, you gotta, gotta hold, hold the consequence. Yeah, it, but you want them to you want them to thrive. You want them to. But have again, to they're not gonna thrive if you let them get away with murder every time. The kids will be those kids you see in the mall. They're kicking and screaming. I mean, I you know, I we just had a guest in there day, and their kids are totally out of control, and it's just one of those things like you know a little discipline would go a long way but so yes in our case we believe so much in our our staff and we always want the best for them and we're willing to fall on our own sword but this was a case where this gal basically tried to commit a coup get a, do another walkout bring everyone with her and we kept her in the company after that and she was completely discontent now to her to her credit 
the reason why, from what I understand, again, looking back, another team member said, hey, you shared just a tidbit about the team. Someone had asked me, hey, how do you rank the team? And at this time, I didn't have this filter in my mouth, like, well, you know, this per other person said, well, you're obviously our best stylist. I mean, you're, you're killing it. And she said, well, what about what's her name? And I said, well, she's okay. I mean, but, you know, she's got some work to do. Like, she, I said, you know, she's, she's got great personality, guest lover, but, you know, she's got to grow on her technique. And she went back and told her and said, Paul says you're the worst stylist. Oh my God. And so that, I believe, is what embittered that her. Hurt. That yeah. really hurt. And I get it because, again, through the gossip mill, what became more just, I, I thought, an innocent evaluation because this person was a key member of our team and kind of training and doing a lot of stuff. So I kind of trusted I could say something about the, the, the staff without thinking she'd run to someone else. I've learned since I really can't talk about staff ever about anything. You just yeah. don't say a thing. Everyone says, what do you think of your worst team member? I said, I don't have a worst team member. Everyone's amazing here. <laughs> you know, so you just, because it's out of context yeah. and the person can't, can't, um, convey all, all the nuance that it was intended to. And yeah. so it's not wise to share those kinds of things. So that embittered her to try to do the, the coup didn't happen. And then she just started, you know, sowing seeds of discontent for the next six months. By the time you got here, she was in full, you know, watch out guys. It's oh really tough gosh. here. It's a bad place. Everyone's kind of stabbing each other in the back. Cause that for her at that point, a lot of the team had gotten tired of a lot of her antics and stuff. She was stealing tips. We found out, and which is so funny. Cause that's what she told me. She was like, yeah. you better watch out for your tips. They yeah. disappear. And... I'll be taking them from you soon. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> like really. And then when she leaves, everyone's like, I don't, I've got more tips. Yeah, all of a sudden when she <laughs> left, everyone's tips started appearing. And she, on her la well, her last thing she did, she took a bunch of the envelopes where the tips are, put them in Tustany's trash bag, and trash opened can. them, trash can, opened them up, and took a picture of it and sent it to some of the team members saying, Tustany's stealing all your tips. I forgot about that. Yeah. That is like so calculated and yeah. just like evil. Who, like who goes near your other room? Like I'm going to go look in Blah Blah Blah's room and go look in her trash. Oh my gosh, there's tips here. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like, it didn't even Makes sense that you'd go look and dig into someone's trash to find tips, but unless you planted them there, unless you planted them there. So anyhow, that said, that was that was kind of the beginning because we should have cut her off. And I think in some ways, I looking back, go if we had cut her off, I don't think a lot of this other stuff yeah. would happen because she it's like really cancer that had spreads. so yeah bad bad if you, vibes. If you don't cut it out, it will come back and overtake. So anyhow, the torch got passed along. Um, Twenty sixteen went well. We didn't. I don't think anything happened 2016 2017 by that time you know people started getting a little disgruntled and I, I think it's because this one person who I said we should have fired a long time ago had downloaded on these two other gals a lot and they I think they bought into it a little bit but mm -hmm. they, it just sat there kind of low and then simmered and then they begin to pop up in conversations I begin to hear you know through the grapevine oh you certain can't comments. really trust you know you can't yeah. really trust them uh, they're, they're they're taking all our money mm -hmm. yeah. you know oh we are getting screwed and all this type of stuff so by the time 17, 2017 comes around I actually end up firing five people that year it was yeah. crazy it never fired that many people in one year so we did our we created our own walk out, I like to say, yeah. like we just had to let a lot of people go. Thankfully, we had been hiring a lot of people, and these this new group, which is what we still have today, has been amazing, and they cared, and they believed in the vision, and they believed in the company. So it was more of us just pruning and saying, okay, yeah. let's just get rid of some of the people who have left emotionally, but not physically, to help them find that next step, that next career yeah. step that will help happy. them out. They were not happy, and. and so yeah, so we fired this person, and what was sad about the, the one that really started it all, or got, she wasn't the first fiery, but she was like the second to last one I had to fire. Um, she was the biggest heartbreak, because 
she had sent us in February of that year, she had just bought a house. And she sent me a text, one of the sweetest texts I've ever gotten, saying that pretty much everything in her life that started to go right happened when she started working for us. Mm -hmm. And she shared how she was able to afford a home now, and she had the paperwork to show that she had the you know, pay, was salaried and all, all that stuff. So she was able to get home, and she really, we were a big part of that, and we celebrated that with her. And that was in February. And then on May 10th or whatever it was, I ended up having to fire her. Mm -hmm. So really, like, in three months... It's all it was. Three months went from being one of our really stylist-wise. I mean, Erica knows this. She was amazing. Yeah. I mean, literally just great work. Very good stylist. Yeah, great mm -hmm. stylist. Um, Beautiful work. And even sweet person um, when she wasn't mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> and so when this happened, I had to fire her because she had gotten very, very, very not happy because of all the gossip. It wasn't like an, uh, one day everything's fine and the next day you're fired. There was a lot of conversations that we had to say, hey, what's the problem? In fact, it actually started with the review. Yeah. And during the review, it was very pointed and it was very, you know, you're exceeding and excelling in these areas. This is one area that you can grow in. And it, it's, it's, it's presented as an opportunity for mm -hmm. growth. It's not, there's no yeah. shame involved with it. It's like, this is what I'd like to see and this is, um, these are the goals I'd like you to to, to think about, um, yeah. you know, striving for. And that's when things started to go bad because I think, you know, either she equated, um, it, that, that she took that hard. It, it, it should have been in her mind. I'm an amazing, it's all about the lashes. I, I do the best and I, it sh I should be recognized about that. Mm -hmm. That's true. But we are asking because we're a team, we're a team based salon. We want other um, uh, other behaviors and attitudes, you know, making sure it wasn't that just about lashes. It's it was not, about, it's about being getting, a teammate, yeah. being um, teachable, mm -hmm. and humble. she humble. And she got knocked down on a couple things, and that really irked her. And she said, "This review is is not." She was upset. It was not a good review. And so it kind of started going down from there. Instead yeah. of looking at it as an opportunity to grow, it's like, why can't we see your genius kind of thing? And 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 I think she she got embittered and and started to move on from that point. Yeah, I mean, the review, and then also I think the gossip, because I think she started believing that somehow she wasn't getting her fair share, even though yeah. she got paid very well. Well, the thing is, is that we were a rarity, a unicorn. We were a team-based salon, and everybody up until that point was just, it, it, it is commission, you know, yeah. and it, it's such an alien thing. The, people are bound to view it with suspicion. You know, yeah. what is this? What is this yeah. beast, you know? Yeah, and when they're being told by some trainers or industry you should be making 60 70% commission rates. People believed it. They believe that. They're like, we're getting cheated. Yeah, You totally. know? Mm -hmm. So um, that fueled that that part of the discussion. And, and, and since it's kind of like an echo chamber, everyone's saying the kind of the same thing, yeah. you know, it's really easy to... to and to I went back to this person who tried to do the coup. That was her thing. Yeah. She really believed that she should be getting 60%, 70% commission rates. And she was telling everyone, and I think that was still beginning to sink in. While she, this person was very happy just to, in February, I think between the bad review, not even a bad review, it was a good review, but just not it's like, like 100%. constructive it criticism. Was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was like combined with some of the other stuff. I think that all that combined just turned her and made her frustrated. And, um, 
made her bitter. So she finally went off the hook and decided to, actually what she started doing, she started to prep to build her own business. So she started calling in sick. She started telling that her baby was sick every day. So she was missing like one day a week almost on a regular basis for like two months. Moving, got, had to move people all the time. Yeah, it was I nuts. clients mad at me. Totally mad. Refunding money or at least giving free appointments out. Mm-hmm. And so it was getting really nuts. So I finally at some point, actually the, the final straw was the Mother's Day massacre as I like to refer it to. <laughs> um, on Mother's Day, we decided to buy a everyone um nectar, nectar which is, which a is juice like jamba place. juice yeah. but better jamba, but better yeah. healthier a little, little healthier <laughs> and so we bought nectar for everyone but she came in late that day because again her child was sick so we said okay come on in later and we'll you know i'll but by the way what do you want to order from jamba juice or from nectar and she basically didn't respond i think or she responded i think and gave me what she wanted so my thought was i know when she gets here i'll go across the street and buy it so, so it doesn't melt yes yes so she gets here and it's not ready for her and she was mad. She was pissed that, wait, where's my nectar? I'm like, I'm going to go get it. And then she made it, insinuated it or something like that. Well, no, you're not because you weren't going to get for me anyway. If you cared, yeah. if you really cared, you would have had it waiting for me because I've seen you do that for other people, Paul. Yeah, I think that was quote, it. Unquote. Quote, yes, that was exactly basically what she said. And then I was like, that this wasn't This is supposed it. to be a blessing. Yeah. And I was supposed to bless you. And I didn't want you to have to have a soggy watered down drink. Or if, frozen if we put it in the freezer. you can't see that this was intended to be a blessing to you, we, there is such a great divide that we can't, we there, can't. Yeah, there's no coming there's back no coming at that back point. coming back from that. So. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, she basically, you know, at that point had, was done. But during this time, she'd been building her business and yeah. building stuff online. She'd been, I'm sure, letting her guests know she was going to be leaving soon. And I, again, this is one of those cases where, you know, you should leave and on good terms, open terms, let people know what your intentions are. We had just two months earlier had another team member who actually still ended up suing us, um, who left on good terms. She left in February, um, and she gives us six months heads up. That was nice. I mean, that's rare in the beauty industry to get oh, six that months. Was it was a gift. So we we wanted to celebrate it. So we actually, when she left, we actually sat down with her, helped her figure out her budget, find out what her best options, go work for someone else, work for herself. What could she do and how to get clients? What are the best tri- tips? If we have anyone we could refer to her, we would. What she needed to figure out with taxes, all these things. All mm-hmm. that stuff. We gave her business advice and so forth. And then she left. And by the way, she took a week paid vacation, two weeks out before her final day. Like we said, no, go take your vacation, come back for two more weeks, and then you can move to your new location and go from there. Toll open, everyone saw it. We were not hiding, we weren't secretive. And yet, meanwhile, this other person who I had fired was secretly planning and plotting and doing everything in the dark and not being open and honest about it. And if she had come to me and said, you know what, I need to leave, I would have been no big deal. Let's find a good exit plan for you. We'll take care of you. We'll work at your, you know, get you out the door with you know, party, p- party and support. all that support. Mm-hmm. And uh, But she did it for whatever reason, probably because, again, because of the gossip machine and the bitterness that sunk in that she didn't just, you know, trust me to be able to do that or thought I'd fire her if she told me anything like that, which actually I would have not fired her. I would have just said, look, let's do it the way we did with the other person. We moved you out and moved her out on her own and she's fine and I'll do the same thing with you. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah. So we end up letting this person go and there was a big, uh, well, fired her in May and then in August, 
um, is when the lawsuit was filed. Mm -hmm. And I get in, I'm sitting in this very room. I remember sitting here and an envelope comes and it's from some law firm. And we get law firm stuff once in a while. It's mostly like ads like, hey, come and learn about labor laws from us and so forth. I'm like, oh, that's nothing. Open it. And then my heart sank. I mean, I just literally, I mean, it's one of the worst days I felt like in my life to see this and went, oh my gosh, we're being sued. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the names and there were six names on there or five names, I'm sorry, on there at the time. It eventually moved up to seven. And two of the people in the lawsuit were people we considered friends and that we were, you know, had done everything right, right by. by. Like mm -hmm. we didn't, they didn't leave on bad terms. We had taken care of them. And they were suing us for labor law violations. And basically, the, what I found out later is that this one person who basically said, this is why she did it. I mean, she didn't tell me directly, but through the grapevine, I heard she said, I did it because you didn't pay me all my vacation pay. And this is where I made a huge error. I mean, I openly admit, you know, this is why knowing labor law is super important or getting HR help is super important. Thankfully, there are HR, virtual HR companies out there. By the way, I don't have any to recommend right now. But if, if you have employees and you don't have anyone who knows HR in your state, um, in California especially, because it's by far the most litigious and most difficult state to do HR in, you really need to hire that company. There's, they're out there for like 100 bucks a month. And it's, it would probably save you millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, I should say. Anyhow, so we fire her and we had, at that point, had paid her for four vacation days. And it, it only Because been, it's a, at the time we did it for accrual. Yeah, you're, accrual. As if you're here for the whole year, you don't get the full year, the first month um, no. that you're... But that, you get two weeks paid vacation for her. She had been here for over two years, so she would get two weeks paid vacation. And now she only got, um, I only had paid four. So she had six days left. But I, I thought it was accrual. So I said, well, she was only here for four months. She got paid four days. She's good. Like we paid mm -hmm. her the allotted she amount accrued. that she had accrued. Yeah. Problem is I had put in the paycheck the total hours up front. I didn't do the accrual okay. method. So take a note, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't put the full vacation pay up front. Like if you put 10 days on January 1st, if they quit on January 2nd, they get all paid 10 days of vacation. Most lot of companies do accrual, which means over the year, you will build up and get more vacation pay. So as the year goes, it's like, oh, here's, it's uh, one month I got myself one, or a little less than one day paid vacation. By two months, you'll definitely have one and a half days. And over the year, you'll accrual. And now you can sometimes with companies, let's say, well, I'm doing vacation in April and I don't, can't wait till, you know, January or let's say, you know, September, October, you can cash that in early. They'll allow you a lot of times to do that, but at least in your pay stub, it won't say, hey, you have, you know, yeah. 10 vacation days. So this person there was in the thing, it still said, you have six vacation days. And because of that, when I fired her, I actually had, by law in California, I have to pay her for those six vacation days. Did not know that, would have paid her if I did know that because I wasn't here trying to break the law. I just didn't understand that. I just thought, hey, four months, four pays, days paid, she's good. We, there's no fear of being sued. And that's where she went to a lawyer and when I wasn't paid for this vacation days and he went, well, you have a good, you have at least a lawsuit for that. But let me guess, I bet you some, there are other areas that you guys are out of compliance because you are a beauty salon and beauty salons are pretty much always out of compliance. In fact, I saw a stat, I recently said it was 80%. A stat I read from last year, 93% of all California businesses are out of compliance with labor law in one way or another. 
pretty much everyone is out of compliance. Even the big companies have labor law violations. So if you're an employee right now in California, you can sue your employer and you'll probably win. I'm advising not to do that because I think it's cruel and mean and, and, and you know what? Earn your pay like everyone else does. If you have concerns, just go to your employer and say, hey, I think I need this fixed. Like, yeah, hey, talk, can you have talk a conversation to them? And treat others the way you want to be treated. Yeah, because one day you want to be an employer and you want to be sued for every little stupid thing you've done. So anyhow, we basically went through and the laundry list just grew. They came up with tons of complaints. Okay, so this is part of the tea part. I'm sure that people will be like <laughs> outraged about some of the claims that they that they yeah. made. Well, Ugh. you want to go, let's go with the legitimate ones and then we'll go with the ones that were not so legitimate. Okay, sounds good. So unpaid breaks. We do pay for breaks and we've been doing it for over three years. I think ever since Erica has been here, we've been yeah, doing it. Almost but four. Four years, yeah. So before that, for you know, for the first, let's say, nine years, well, we've had employees for 10. So the first six years, we didn't pay for breaks. They would get breaks, but and we didn't always- they were in the schedule. Yeah, we just didn't always- officially give them a 10-minute break. They might get a little break or we would encourage them, hey, finish that client a little early and maybe if you need to take the client a little late, that's okay. Just make sure you have some time in between to go to the bathroom, eat, and do your stuff. And back in the commission world, you don't want breaks. Commission is all about, you just want to work, work, work. Who cares about breaks? And that's when a, we were commissioned, yeah. nobody wanted them. No, they want book breaks. them back to back. Yeah, they right? want they didn't want lunches. I'd say, should you want lunch? Nope, just book me as many people as you can in that time. So that was what commission by you with with our new way of doing team based pay with hourly plus bonus. They they could get their breaks. You know, they should get their breaks. So anyhow, we we started doing that a little over three years ago, but uh, they were still missed breaks. And we also learned just because of a, they have a break, if they don't take it. We have to force them to go on the break. So just because it's in the schedule and just because it's your policy that you must take the break, it's also the employer's responsibility to make sure that the employee actually goes on the break, which will include you going into the room and saying you must leave now. So AKA, if it is the employee's decision to work through their break, it's on the employer. employer. Yep. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. Now that I think it's pretty unique to California. That yeah. may not be uh, like most states. Hopefully, are not like that because that's pretty pretty well, crazy. I, I had a client. She worked for Forever Twenty One in the corporate office, and she says it's so strange. It's just the weirdest culture. I said, "What do you mean?" She says, "Well, it's like recess. <laughs> the, the, the all of a sudden everyone puts down their pencils and everyone leaves the building. They make you leave the building for your break, and then you come back in. Everyone goes at the same time. It's just like <laughs> you know what? And at that time, I." had you no idea, right? Over there watching but everyone. like, I get it now. If that's the climate and yeah. the, the employers are responsible, you have no other they way to do it. They were probably sued for that I'm at sure some they point. Were. They probably got sued. Said, Screw it, guys. Mm-hmm. We're all going on break at 10.30 a.m. It's break time. Yeah. Go get some coffee. <laughs> go fly a kite. Whatever yeah, you need to do. They literally kick them out and lock the doors. That's awesome. Wow. Um, then also, we had missed lunches. Now, lunches we always had in the schedule. Once we had um, team-based pay, we didn't always have lunches during the commission, like we said. But we've been team-based pay since 2013. So, we had always had lunches, but again, the problem is if they missed the lunch and they worked over on the client, it's our fault that they worked over on the client and we're responsible to pay them an hourly, um, one hour lunch penalty for that. And here's the thing. Every time you miss a break or you miss a lunch in some way, uh, you get paid one hour, um, for that break or one hour for that lunch. Uh, so that means, let's so if you miss one minute 
of your break. Yeah. One or minute. one minute of your lunch. Now, actually, that, I've been told that's a gray area. It's not exactly black and white that you could argue, look, 29 minutes is still a full lunch. But we weren't legally, trying to, yeah. legally speaking, we were not trying to get into that. We basically uh, agreed that anytime they missed more than, anything less, anything less than 30 minutes was a missed lunch and anything less than 10 minutes was a missed break. Yeah. And so we went through and calculated all that. We'll go into that later. So missed lunches, they said we didn't force them to take their lunches always so they also could sue us for that. They also said they didn't get their fifth, their lunch before the fifth hour, you you cannot take a lunch after f- at five hours and five minutes. And you're if, mm-hmm. if you're working in California, you have to take your lunch before that fifth hour. If you go past that fifth hour, then that's also a full one hour lunch penalty. We also got um, to basically sued for texting while off the clock. So if I texted someone while they're at home, I'm technically supposed to pay them for that. Even to tell them, hey, your 7 a.m. Yeah. client canceled. Come in later, yeah. You can come in at 8. You, you get to sleep in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm supposed to, I'm, they're working now. And they're not being paid for that time. And not only that, the, you're not reimbursing them for their text, for, for, yeah. their, for their phone usage. For their fees. And then lastly, of course, we said unpaid vacation. We had uh, the one situation, that one person, where we didn't pay for those six, six days. So now some of the more crazy ones is that they claim that we never provided Wage statements, that's not true. They claim that we didn't do overtime pay. In fact, we were very good with overtime pay. It we cost paid us a, a lot, lot of money. Of overtime. Uh, we also paid double overtime if necessary. I mean, there was only maybe in all the years we'd done it, maybe a few days, but we did it. Um, we failed to pay double overtime if they worked seven days straight. And I don't think anyone ever did during that time. I think Erica's worked a couple of times seven days straight, maybe once or twice. But overall, that's they claim that we never did that. They fa- we also failed to pay them for team meetings and training. No, you're saying we failed, but you're saying that they, they allege. They allege that. that we did not pay them for trainings or meetings, which is ridiculous. We spent a lot of money, tens of thousands of dollars a year paying staff for meetings and trainings. They said we also didn't, um, we should have paid them when we had parties, spa days, and dinners. Oh yeah, the spa day. Yeah. The spa day took everybody to- We um, spent like $5,000, $4,000 that day. Olympic spa, and, and, and I had a hairdresser hair. come, and, and she did color, she did extension, she did whatever anybody wanted on their hair, right? Yeah. And it was an all-day thing, and, and I paid for everything. And they should have been paid for that. And, and you made it very clear that it wasn't, that it was optional. Everything optional. was always optional. We never optional. mandatory. The only things mandatory are meetings and trainings. We failed. They said we failed to reimburse them for cell phone usage, even though the cell phones basically were always on um, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, so they weren't using minutes. But that said, that's arguable, and they probably that one they probably would have won. And they also said we forced them to work at home for free, which is we never did. They said, oh, you said we had to go home and do notes, which we asked our team at the end of the at appointments to do notes so we could keep track of where we were the the staff or the team member. Or the no, no, client, the formula for the client. Formula, yeah. And so that was something we were doing. And they said, we no, we said you should go home and do that home on your own. And no, we never said that. So there were, and there were other more crazy stuff, but that's just kind of an idea of some of the stuff they were suing us for. And it was just depressing because uh, we never met any ill by these women. We never met them harm. We actually always. Oh, this. no. It was, we had a program where we take somebody out every. Um, once a month for dinner, yeah, and we didn't we didn't pay them for their time. Yeah, we, we paid for the dinner, but we didn't. Yeah, we pay didn't pay them. them for that dinner. So anyhow, all that said, this is that's just the way it went. And one of the things too, we looking back is you know we were we were always I think too nice. In a lot of ways, I think we've been way we're like walking mats sometimes. Where, doormats. I mean doormats because I mean we had one team member that sued us who we trained for nine months. 
She never became a senior stylist. After three months, we always say that's when we're going to let you go. We kept her around for nine but months. But I'm thinking, you know what? She just maybe needs a little bit more yep. encouragement. Let me just, get, you know, let me just... We just thought just a little bit more. You know, maybe just a little bit more. If this was my child, if this was me, I would want somebody to bend over backwards. And yeah. bl- you know, and it's like, I did the best I could. Yeah, and then the another time member was, I think, six months. We trained her for six months, and then she, both no. of them. And we paid them during this time. We paid them that whole time while we were losing money to have them there because we couldn't charge full rate. So even though they weren't being paid, like, huge amount of money, we weren't making any money. That We lost money during those, those months that we had them on the, on the payroll. And during all this time, now, that's one thing. So the lawsuit becomes a big burden. The IRS already was a burden that we could afford to, to absorb. But the lawsuit became the new burden because now we had to pay for law, you know, basically lawyer, attorney fees. And I had to do tons of work. I mean, I oh created the, the document of all documents I'll never create again. It's like 10,000 pages or something like that. And it basically is every day that someone was at work during that time, and all the their, their things they claimed that we did, I tracked them. There's like 12 or 15 different claims. And I went through every day to see which days through the time, time clock they, we had a foul. Mm-hmm. So I tracked it all. Every day, every foul, over three years of working our salon. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of data, a lot of information. I did not know you did that. Um, yeah, it took wow. me hundred, over 100 hours to build. And this was for in preparation for mediation. This is what we thought would be the ultimate tool for mediation because I'd say, look, I've done the work, guys. Here's the time I know stamp. exactly when we were in air so that we could talk about a real number and come to some sort of agreement because our plan was let's make it up, let's make it right by them, let's pay them, let's do this right. But... When we they came, I mean, they were claiming like over like almost two hundred thousand dollars in damages, and I said that's ridiculous. No, it's not two hundred thousand. But I, I just want to say that we were very liberal in count, accounting yes, this. Extremely. For example, if they took, uh, if they were scheduled for a thirty minute break and they took twenty nine of it, but they missed one, we counted that against us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were very liberal, and basically, after, that was one thing going. The, really, the next big shoe that dropped that really hurt us was we had three members file workers' comp claims. And I'm not going to go into that because two of the claims are still open right now. But basically, we did everything in our power to give them the paperwork they needed, to get the insurance, what they needed, as quickly as possible. Within a day or two, after they would say, hey, I'm injured, I would go and get that set up and out there for them so that they could, you know, at least the insurance could make the decision what to do. Now, we do lashes here, and the claims were pretty, pretty extreme. I mean, everything from neck, back, lower back, stomach, arm, stomach brain, issues, brain issues, digestion, DMJ, teeth, teeth issues, jaw, um, what ankle issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally the laundry list of injuries. <laughs> you would think this person was a longshoreman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they just, you know, they're just doing what they can to get the attention of the insurance company, I guess. Say, hey, you know, I'm injured. You know, pay attention to me. And so, you know, that's that. I'm not going to go into great detail, but that, sadly, when that happened, our insurance defended it and spent well over $100,000 trying to pay for things, defend it. because still And still defending it. And they basically dropped us mm-hmm. last year. Last year in the um, middle of the year, by June they, of, of 2018, they said, you're, you're uninsurable. So they dropped us without telling us to, which really also hurt us. And I only saw that the bills, there was no more billing from them. So I called, hey, I don't see your bill. What's going on? They go, oh, we dropped you. I'm like, 
usually don't you tell companies when you drop insurance because I'm required by law to have workers' comp. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, we didn't, I guess. Clerical error. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Anyhow, so there was an error, and they basically, so I had to go out and get insurance. And because we had a gap insurance and we had these standing lawsuits, they basically said, no, we are not standing lawsuits. I guess claims. Eh, Outstanding whatever. claims. And they basically said, you're uninsurable. And finally, we found someone, and our insurance more almost... But More you're going to pay through the nose. You're going to yeah. pay through the nose. More than tripled. So now we have a lawsuit we're paying for. We're paying for much higher, more like two, $3,000 a month more for workers' comp insurance. And then, of course, we're dealing with the IRS stuff from originally. But again, the IRS by itself is fine. It's these new pressures on the company that are really making it difficult. I think that they probably thought, you know, because they think, oh, they have insurance, so it's it's not really hurting them if I put this claim in, you know. Yeah, well, that's what they thought. I mean, workers' comp, or yes, we do have insurance, and that's not going to come out of us, except for the, the workers' comp comes back once it's over. Which. And they, they're going to come to you after that money and say, pay up. Just get in a car accident and see what happens to your auto insurance, right? You get in a car accident, your yeah. auto insurance goes up. Guess what? They have to get their money back. They get it one way or another. It's not free. And then one of them decides to add another lawsuit claiming that we intentionally built a workplace to injure her. No, that's the claim. That's, that's the that's, claim. That's the, that's the claim against yeah. us. That's basically, the... we basically built a salon with the sole purpose to injure her. Now, the, our lawyer said this one's impossible for them to win. This is now just harassment. They're just trying to throw things at you to make your life difficult. Because um, it basically, there was nothing here you could show that we built a salon intentionally knowing that this would hurt people. Like, that was our plan. Our secret plan always was to do horrible things to our team. I mean, we've learned later that there were thoughts that we were intentionally gassing people or putting something in the air that would hurt our team. I only know why would anyone would think that. It's just so bizarre. Yeah. It just like, like what... It, I just don't, it's like, there's no words. Yeah. I, it's just, it's like somebody think, you know, just ugh, gossip and, and yeah. tribal thinking. Yeah. It was tribal thinking. It just, it, the echo chamber got louder and louder. And as they kept talking to each other, Does it, it smell just, weird in here. It smells weird in here, huh? Yeah. I think they're putting something it, in the air. I think, I think that they made that story up when they were high as kites at work <laughs> trying to do lashes. Yeah. I will say it. Yeah, yeah. you can say that. I can yeah. say that. You can say that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a the, there's a pizza kitchen just two doors down that night. You can sometimes smell the oven baking. It's a pizza. wood wood burning Italian uh, uh, restaurant. And, yeah, and the it smells so yummy. It really smells good. But sometimes, I mean, Tao would say she didn't believe this, but she she came and said some of the staff thinks that smell gas. is gas or poison. And I'm like, <laughs> it's called pizza. <laughs> I also feel like most poisonous gases have no smell, but yeah, that right. might just be me. <laughs> yeah, we're, I know. I'm going to put it in. in so, it's a pizza smell that smells really good, so you inhale a little bit extra, and then it kills you. Oh Anyhow, but then the next shoe drops, and this is a big one. I was diagnosed last year with prostate cancer. Now, not looking for pity. It's not. I, it's, we caught it early, really early. So thankfully, that's all positive. But... My doctors were very, very clear. You need to change your behaviors. You got to change, change your, your diet. diet, which I've done that part a lot. Tustin, I'm eating green shakes and mush and just learn to I love am it. I'm proud of you. But that you. said, I also need to change way, how much I work, stress, and sleep. And running the salon and doing all this extra stuff that we've been trying to do to get started, I've not been sleeping much this last year. Actually, I haven't been sleeping much all my life. No. And on top of that, I, it's highly stressful, especially with the lawsuit, been very stressful. So I really just at some point was like, okay, we got this, we got that. You know what, guys? I don't know. I'm feeling like 
this is not going to work. So we, after we get that, we decide to start doing some new things. We're like, well, we, you know, this cancer was last January, year, almost a year and a half ago. We said, we just got to find some more avenue streams. Now, we always had this bigger picture. Revenue gonna, rev, streams. You know, avenue streams. <laughs> revenue streams. <laughs> avenues. We need more roads. Um, yes, we, we always thought we were going to do that, but we always were just taking our time. But this kind of amped it up. Like, oh, gosh, we got cancer, and we got the financial issues. So that's when we said, let's do LashCast. We started LashCast in fall of 2017. It didn't de- debut till I think, January of 2018, but we recorded it in October, and then our engineer wouldn't give us the file for like two months. Yeah. It was one of those weird things like, oh, he's too busy. He had all sorts of chaos in his own life oh, and so forth. Story. Anyhow, so we get all these things going, and we have Integrity Lash Boot Camp, and we're like, okay, we'll just, we're just going to work harder and make some more money, and we'll pay off everything. We'll be okay. And you know, while some things, of course... Um, go as you plan. Most things don't. Most mm-hmm. things take longer. I always have a saying, it's going to cost always mo- cost more, more and always, always take longer. longer. <laughs> right? It just does. If you think it's going to cost 10000 eh, plan fifteen. It's going to take you one year, plan two. Just be mindful that most things don't just happen exactly as planned, unless you're one of these incredible people who's so meticulous that you know everything could go wrong and you've already figured out all the solutions. Um, that was nuts. Like John Wick. Yeah, like John Wick. John Wick <laughs> somehow always knows exactly what's going to be done at the right time to kill that person. But anyhow, we're not we're not into killing. After all this, we start getting those things going. You know, last cast is up, boot camp's going up. Boot camp's okay, not making a lot of money, but we're getting some students. Mediation comes, and we think, okay, we're going to mediation, and they're going to be reasonable because they know that this there's no real damages here. They know there's not a whole lot of money, too. We've always been very open about our numbers, that we're pretty tight. You even, like, you eventually, was it in mediation? Maybe I'm getting ahead, but yeah. you actually, like, showed them your numbers, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Oh, but this was even before. Okay. Like, no, no, but, I mean, they saw everything in mediation. Oh, yeah, we, we disclosed all of our finances. Yeah, because they had thought that you guys had, like, millions oh, stored some, away. Yeah, some uh, Swiss bank account. I'm just saying that. I don't know. I'm imagining. Yeah. Because we live in Arcadia. Well, we rent, you know? Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, the word was out. Oh, they live in Arcadia, so they must be rich. Oh, we have a Lexus. It's an eight-year-old Lexus, by the way, that we couldn't afford. We, <laughs> we should have never one, bought. We have and one we share. car, and we share it. And we live in a nice neighborhood, but we live in the, literally the smallest house and the oldest house in all Arcadia, and we don't even own and they just, yeah, they, all these assumptions are being made about us that we have all these resources and that we have insurance will cover it. And no, it doesn't. So we get the mediation. Like the, why is the business only in my name? You know, oh, oh, I, they, I must be sure, you know. They go, well, you're speaking at trade shows. You win awards. Just heads up, guys. Winning awards doesn't pay you a dime. If anything, you have to pay more because you have to actually pay to get in. And, and then pay you pay for the plaque. <laughs> yeah, so you pay for the plaque. So awards cost you money. They don't win you money. And also trade shows don't pay a lot. Um, ICE at Long Beach paid a little bit enough to cover our expenses IBS we get nothing nothing we did a class last summer there and we got we lost like $8,000 going to Vegas last year something like that so it just wasn't I'm not saying it's not worth it because it is awesome to get out there and meet you guys and to be flexing those uh, muscles and equipping people I get a lot from that so it's Mm -hmm. not like it's a loss and we were investing in that to build up the brand to build up the name so we knew it was okay to do that but it was going to cost us money to do it so all these things while looking great on the outside you know like a lot of people look at Instagram think everything's great on the outside but real on the inside there were you know financially we were struggling because of the workers comp and because of the lawsuit and then finally we come to mediation and we try to work out something and they just won't I literally I told Tuss that day I felt like I had a gun put to my head and said pay us this much or we're going to shoot 
pull the trigger. That's yeah, it. That's right. There was no negotiating. There was no like back and forth. Like they wouldn't even look at the document, that thousand page document yeah. that he spent all that. Ten thousand pages. Their attorney was just like, nope, could have lied. Yeah, everything he said, this, this is all could be lies. Even though it was all like documented. I mean, that's the point of mediation, right. you know. Yeah. And they didn't want to talk about any ideas. Now, he said that he had lost control of his clients, that they were living, they were mad, yelling, screaming. And he says, I can't reason with them, guys. So you're just going to have to give us what we want. And that's pretty much it. So we got some bad advice at that point. Our lawyer told us and the mediator said, oh, don't worry. You can agree to this large amount. And then the judge will step in and work out a payment plan for you. And it'll be, it'll be reasonable. It'll be enough so that you guys can keep, stay, keep your doors open. I'm like, oh. It's called debtor's court. You yeah. Know, you arrange that afterwards. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. So. Well, we'll do that. Well, no, it's not the way it works. In fact, later in life, I've talked to other lawyers like, what are you talking about? Whatever you sign and agree to in that room, that's what you owe them. Okay, so this is the lesson, ladies, is that oftentimes um, you're, you're at the mercy of, of, of who you're getting your advice from. Yeah. You've got to make sure. I mean, just because the person in front of you says that they're an attorney and they're qualified or they're the mediator and you're paying the big bucks to, to hire them, they should know their stuff, doesn't mean that they do. Yeah. So you, you've kind of got to be your own advocate in this. You're totally. And that's why it was really heartbreaking because we didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't know. Yeah. So we agreed to some terms that we could not ever accept. We could never pay. And that quickly began to sink in that we are not going to be able to pay this. And we tried to come back and ask for some deals or negotiating. Negotiate, like payment plans. Can you, would you, we'll no. pay the whole amount, but can you do this? Can you do it, you know, can we do it over a couple of years? Can we, you know, because and we're we're trying to save the company. We're trying to, sit, you know, concerned about you guys, you know, all, you know. And they all, everything was rejected. So then we started thinking, well, we'll come up with another game plan. We'll sell the company. We'll sell it to someone. We actually have two friends of ours, um, people that you probably know, listeners, if, you know, if you're listening. you um, There are some heroes in the There are heroes. Industry. not going to go into because I know she doesn't want to be um, outed. outed <laughs> but she was willing to buy, a, buy the salon and not take any credit for it, save the company, and then eventually sell it back to us. And we looked into that and every option. I mean, we had other buyers. We, I just won't go into details. We went through about a thousand different ways to save the company. And every way it ended with the, 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 the former staff could sue. Yeah. They could always challenge the sale. Um, they could always uh, call a fraudulent transfer, which means they could re- push the sale back onto us and undo it all. Um, they could also transfer possibly the actual lawsuit if they felt like Tustin and I were still running the company in any way. And if they could show that, then that lawsuit would transfer. And there were a lot of games that we can play. I mean, our lawyer said that she couldn't recommend anything, but says, trust me, we deal with people all the time who owe us a lot of money and they keep changing their corporation name. They keep doing closing one company, open another. There's tons of games where you can hide the money and just do it. But we, we actually got a lot of counsel to do that in some ways. but Not from our lawyer, but from other People. Yeah, from other people, and that's that's just not our that's it's not, not our, our game. speed. It because it, it requires an ongoing deception. Because mm-hmm. now and we are being bad. We yeah. now we agreed. We said we'd pay this, and now now we're just trying to get out of it. Now we're so. trying to get out of it, and now we're playing games. And really, now we we deserve to pay this because yeah. now we're, we're being deceitful, and we didn't want to be deceitful, and we want to resolve this as quickly as possible. So after a few months of going through many many different incarnations of what we could do to save the company, we realized we had run the gamut, and there was nothing left we could do. The only option was to close the company completely. 
Or what we, I think we came up with, which was a wonderful idea, is move to basically hand the company over to our staff yeah. and let it be a booth rental. Not yeah. from us. We're not. We're, we're Tustany herself right now. We're in the process of doing this. It's going to be a booth rental herself, but from the landlord. So the, what we're trying to do is save the landlord his lease because he is going to lose $30,000, dollars $50,000 if we just close the doors and walk out. So our goal was to try to save him. So we said, why don't we just have everyone here stay and rent and, 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 and go from that? And then we'll just um, allow the staff to buy the equipment, and we'll just tell the clients where they can find them, which is, yeah. which is here. So it's kind of like everyone's been, you know, who, who ended with us at you know, showed their loyalty. And, and as a result, you get your own little business. Yeah. All our staff now has their, we basically have currently in our salon, six new businesses. And then we have a couple staff who left, who started their own businesses outside of salon. So we have like maybe seven, eight, nine businesses. So now. I want to make it super clear that it's, we are not running a booth renter um, salon. We, um, no. we are not at the helm of this. We are not even taught. I mean, we, make a suggestion, you know, we should talk about supplies and things like that, but we're not even at the helm of that. No, That's, there's no boss anymore. Everyone's yeah. independent. Everyone, everyone can do what they want. And Tessie works for herself. I am actually unemployed right now, trying to work on other things. And basically that's the way it is. And that's why we got to this point and that's how it all happened. It's, it's overall for us in the bigger picture, this is where we were always going anyways. We knew six, seven years ago, we weren't gonna do lashes for 20, 30 more years. We knew at some point we wanna move into the training, coaching, helping space, something different than what we have now. And it, maybe we'd keep the salon and maybe we'd put, have someone else run the salon side and then we would do their stuff. So in some ways we, are just pushing that calendar up maybe by a year or two mm -hmm. and saying, okay, you know what? We want to do this more a year or two from now, but guess what? It's here now. Mm -hmm. And this is what, by the way, I, this is what I love doing. I actually like doing this much more than running a salon. The salon's <laughs> been fun, but it's been, you know, we did it for 13 years and now it's time for a new change and now take all that experience and give it to other people. And mm -hmm. I've been enjoying that for the last year. I've been doing Instagram shares and that we've been doing this podcast and we have more stuff coming. We did Elevate back in April, and we just want to continue to double down on this and grow it. And so it wasn't it wasn't a total sad thing. Like we were, it hurt because we lost it and we oh, hurt people. Yeah. We lost Tao Tao and Ash, who are front desk. We love them, and I know for some of our team, it's caused a huge amount of stress on them and made you know not all so of them have sad. been as yeah. as resilient as Erica has been, but we've felt heartbroken to cause any pain, any sorrow, any difficulties, and we felt like we let down the team. So for those reasons, we have been sad. We have been, you know, I think- Grieved. Grieved. But ultimately, we're really excited because we have all these new opportunities that are just around the corner that we can do some really exciting stuff. And so it's going to open up more opportunities for us to, God willing, be a blessing to our industry, to help serve the greater industry much more now than I could have ever done when I was running a salon where at least 40 hours of my week was doing the salon mm -hmm. stuff. And, and then I was doing 20, 30 mm -hmm. hours a week doing the other stuff. Now I can just... Psh, do that. Now, testing is for the short term is going to be only doing lashes. And then eventually over the next year, hopefully as the other stuff picks up, she may pull back and maybe only work four days on the floor or three days on the floor at some point. We'll see how it goes. And But for now, that's what we're going to do. And that was the third big reason, aside from the lawsuits and the workers' comp and the cancer, was there's opportunity here, guys. And maybe this is this the right time yeah. to turn it on, jump on board, and go for it. And you know what? I've actually, since we made the choice two yeah. weeks ago, we announced it to the team, and then we closed a week ago. We've had a lot of peace through all this, yeah. and I'm feeling a lot of like I've, I've 
spin again to have a little bit of joy again. You know, I feel I've had this weight on my shoulders for two years, this kicking my butt, and I've actually been able to say, it's, I mean, it's kind of like when you're in the morning, there's moments where you're like super happy, and then there's moments you're, like, you're back down the mud, and then you're back happy, and then the mud. So we're kind of in that phase right now, and right now I'm more in the tonight day doing this. I'm feeling a little bit better because yeah. it's therapy. <laughs> what I've been sharing with people, I'm happy to share it now, is that e- even though we're grieving, it's there's there's a loss there. I have to say that it is well. It mm-hmm. is well with my soul. Yeah. And I have a deep peace. As Christians, that, our hope yeah. is not was not in their business. Mm-hmm. Our hope has always been in Christ and our faith. So for us, this was a setback and it hurts emotionally, but bigger picture, spiritually speaking, and for what we say, the way we view the world, this is nothing. It's right. really, it's a small, small problem. It, it, you know, 10 years from now, it will mean nothing. In eternity, it will definitely mean nothing. So we'll get through it. I know God gives us enough grace to get through any struggles that we have. So I trust in that emphatically, and we will survive, and we will walk in our day and live another day to do something different. And maybe Absolutely. we're thinking, actually, really cool, like yeah. really awesome <laughs> stuff. Not like, oh, this is be okay, yeah. I get the, you know, you know, clean windows for a living now. No, I, there's some really fun stuff that we're working on that we can't announce everything now because we can't, to be honest, I have at least, I've been telling Tuss, I have like five, six ideas already and I'm trying to pick which one is the next no, one. No, we have some really exciting stuff that we're going to be uh, announcing real soon um, that's already been worked out and we can't do that now, but... Yeah, we're almost running out of time here, but let me just say a quick <laughs> few things of what we learned. Mm. And I went through this. The first one is... It's okay to quit projects, not mm-hmm. life though. Yeah. Don't quit life. Just quit the project. If the project isn't working, there's this attitude sometimes in this industry if you quit something, you're a quitter and you're a loser. And you know what? There's some things in life that you're just doing that aren't working and it's smart to quit. It's smart to, to put pivot. that away. You're pivoting. Yes. Just like we saw at Serious Business, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to pivot. Well, we're making a big pivot right now and that's okay. Yeah. It's not like we're a bad people. We're bad salon owners. We suck. Sometimes we feel like that emotionally, but I think in the bigger picture, we realize it's just a change and it's smart sometimes to make that change. Like some people do this, they, they, they open a new salon and they do it because of ego. They do an ego open instead mm-hmm. of opening, I should say, instead of doing a regular opening, opening, where you do an organic, where your business is maxed out this location and you're ready to open somewhere else. No, no. You really want to open that second location so you can tell people, I have two locations. So you guess what? Your place is maybe 70% busy. You decide to open another place that now is like 30% busy and you're paying double the rent, double the everything, and now you're losing money. And that's painful. And people do that all the time. And it would have been smart for them not to do that. So for us here too, we could have fought through this a little bit more, I think. But I think at the cost of my health and financially, we would have just, it would have killed us even more. No, it, yeah. it was, it was, it's time. It was time to lay down that. I, I just want to say as an encouragement to people, it's like there have been times when I felt like in this past week, like a complete loser. Yeah. You know, but those are those are lies. Mm-hmm. Not a loser. It's not I am not the sum of my work. Mm-hmm. It's something that I do, but it's not who I am. And you know, you have good days and your bad days. Are you are you uh is it is it worth killing yourself because you've had a bad day? No, that's not where that's not where my joy lies. And yeah. and and so I want to encourage, you know, you too as a listener that um you you are not the sum of your feelings, even if or or, or your failures mm-hmm. or or your successes. That's not those do not define you. Yeah. yeah. You basically your your value in life is not defined by your successes or failures. Mm-mm. You as a person have value. You as an entity yes. as a person um And that's immutable. Yeah. Unchanging. Unchanging. Yeah. Another thing too is revenge isn't sweet. 
Revenge is poison. Mm-hmm. And I know that the gals who meant this was meant to be some sort of revenge. And we've been tempted. Like, oh, we'll do this. We'll do this. Our, our oldest son said, hey, you can get a lot of money, a, a lot of rats for $100. And it's, it's a family we're, we're joke. Gonna, we're going to ship rats to everyone <laughs> no, <laughs> as a joke. And we realized, no, revenge. No, 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 no. We're not going to do revenge. That is stupid. First, I guarantee you for the gals that they, what they got what they wanted. They closed the company down. They, they may celebrate for one night. Maybe for a week they were smiling. Maybe they were texting back and forth going, hey, guys, we, you know, maybe we didn't get paid, but hey, at least we closed them down, got our revenge. But you know what? A year from now or even probably a couple of weeks from now, it's not going to make them happy. Not going to give them joy. They're not going to wake up and go, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad Integrity Last closed down. It's not going to mean anything to them. It's just going to be in the past. And if anything, there might be a little like regret because they, I think they're, they're friends with some of the people here and they got put them out of jobs and they hurt some of our staff. And, they, and I think some of them didn't mean it to go that far. But Dow said revenge isn't sweet. They're, and for us, we definitely have no plans, no thoughts. We actually wish all of them great success. We hope they go on and actually do fine in life. I don't want them ever to go through anything like what we did. No, and it's, it's, it's so painful. It's painful. And, and, and I want, you know, it's an active thing that you continue to say, I, I forgive and I, I, I want the best for them. And that's, that's, that's an act of obedience. And as a Christian, again, I, we can mm-hmm. forgive because we feel like we've been forgiven much. Yeah. And if I've been forgiven of everything in my life, I've done so many bad things in my life, I feel I need to be able, always be able to pass it on to others. I cannot right. hold that against them. I, I have no standing to be able to look at someone else and go, well, you deserve to be punished and below uh, in all this. I, I need to be as representative of the forgiveness I've received to be able to pass it on to others. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people, and I know that they mean this in the most comforting way, but they'll say, you know, it's all about karma. Yeah. You, you know, you're, they're going to get it. And part of me wants to be like, yeah, they're going to get it. But I have to say, I don't want to live in a world where karma reigns. No. I want to live in a world of grace mm-hmm. because if I have to, I have to, if I'm putting myself under the yoke of karma, it's like, who do I measure myself up against? An almighty, all pure God, right? So every unkind thought I've ever had, every um, ungenerous motive I've ever had myself, every selfish every, action, you know, dirty deed, you know, from childhood on, it's like I, I'm not, I, I can't compare myself to other people. Well, those people are bad, and I'm better. No, it's it's to to with the holiest standard, and and I'm I'm going to be judged by that same standard. So. I I would rather look on it that I have been forgiven much. And if I've been forgiven much, then I can extend that forgiveness to those who have hurt me. Mm-hmm. And so I endeavor to say, I love you and I forgive you. Right. Because that yeah. it's, that's the only way that I can continue to live and have peace. Well, and on a really even practical level too, unforgiveness doesn't do anything to the person you're not forgiving. No. It only hurts you. You only yeah. you're the only one that holds that around. The baggage and yeah. everything. Yeah. So people think that they're being vindictive by not forgiving somebody, but that person doesn't even know if you've forgiven them yeah. or not. They don't it, care probably. Then <laughs> they don't care or yeah, and so it it only hurts you. Yeah. And to move forward in life, you just it's a decision you have to make. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's just a decision. It's a turning of your heart. Yeah. And I just wanted to say too, like watching them to walk through this process and being, you know, close by them through it all, I just have to say what you hear is the truth. 
They're not putting on a show for this podcast. They're not, you know, even putting on smiles for the clients or for their now former employees. Like everything that that they've communicated in this episode today and to me every day, like it's, I know it's from the bottom of their hearts and watching them walk through it has been amazing because they really have, it's everything has been held in positivity and really trusting God. Like it's just written. It's who they are. They exemplify that with their lives. And, um, I just want to say too, like working for them to encourage the listeners, if you, if you work, if you're an employee and you work for somebody and you are holding suspicion against them, go talk to them. Just go talk to them. Go hear their heart because I, I don't know, for whatever reason, you know, of course you work somewhere new, you hear all of these things, but I, I didn't see that. I just, I, in my heart, I knew it wasn't true working for them the past four years. I knew it wasn't true. And so if you are listening and you're an employee and you are not trusting your manager or your, or the owner or whoever it is, or even your coworkers, and there's this weird atmosphere going on, just confront it because it really was like, you know, laying this all out for you guys today, it really was a few small things that turned into a really big yeah, thing. Like yeah. A snowball. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't want to say that destroyed lives because it, it didn't destroy lives. And that at the end of the day, it, it didn't destroy Paul and Tessany. It didn't destroy any of us. I mean, now we're being forced to step into shoes that we've, you know, we've really had on all along yeah. and, and it's really been a positive thing overall, but that's, that's my little, Erica's two cents at the end. (laughs) That's so sweet. That is the most generous two cents you've ever given me. Thank you. That is. That's, 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 uh, that helps. Thank you. No, because I think for us a lot, you know, there's a lot of self doubt. You always self doubt. And you also think, are we really, are we, maybe we're deceiving ourselves. Maybe we really are just evil people that do horrible things and we don't realize we're hurting people. Like maybe we're like that out of touch person that, you know, like, at the grocery store who's yelling at people. You know, <laughs> that, that's me. I'm the crazy guy. <clears throat> oh, man. My throat just all of a sudden got Verklempt. verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Smalley here. Um, <clears throat> also, I can't talk. But yeah, I mean, you just think maybe I'm... Maybe I'm just not self-aware. Maybe I'm losing touch. Maybe I'm not... Maybe I, I, I need a dose of reality, you know? No. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard because... Because then, then you have to really be reflective and really look at yourself. And we've spent a lot of time over these two years really going, what, what did we do wrong? And I think we shared where we did make the real mm-hmm. actual tactical mistakes, yeah. but was our heart wrong? And that's the part I can say, no. no. We were always, our heart yeah. was always in the right place. We uh-huh. cared. It was always in the right place. And we were trying to do the right thing. Even to the very end, we were hoping to pay these people and get their money to them somehow, some way, through all these crazy thoughts and ideas and it's just none of it would work out we did legal we actually proposed things yeah no and and it was just unfortunately they were just unwilling to compromise or work with us or or back off a little bit and allow us to make a deal like sell the salon without a threat of a lawsuit they wouldn't say they wouldn't sue they would we kept getting silence every time i said well if we did this would you sue and then there was silence i'm like well i guess that's a no i guess Mm -hmm. they might sue We're back. We actually took a short break there because Erica had the jet, actually testing out the jet too for a second due to a client. And we still had a few more things that we wanted to say. Yes. 
because really, we did this not just to share all these nitty-gritty details. That The, the dirty details. Yeah, I know, which is probably what everyone wants to hear the most, right? Like, the scoop. Give me the, the dirt. Give me the, you know, the, the tea. Horrible, yes, the tea. And uh, as I now know what that means. But I think was... For us, the big thing was we wanted to share like our lessons learned, the things that we got from this, because that's where the real value is. Dwelling and thinking about horrible things that happened to you or other people and hearing that gossip or that story, that's all fine and dandy for a short time, very short time. But really what you need to do is what do you do after that? How do you be- react? How do you pivot? How do you change? So we shared already a few things, but we want to go a little further. So first off, I want to jump on a thing that Tusney said about karma and grace. And I, uh, for me, there was an article, or Bono, if you guys don't know Bono, from U2, considered the, one of the greatest bands of all time, probably right behind the Beatles, and maybe a few other bands. Uh, he came out with a book, actually, about five years ago. And he actually, in chapter two, talks about grace and karma. So I'm just going to read you a section, because it really you know, follows up what Tustin was saying really well. And this is Bono, I'm going to quote Bono, and I looked this up. I, for me, I re- remember seeing this and reading it, and it really captures kind of the heart of what the world that we like to live in, the world that we, we see it, and karma and grace. Here, and I'll start the quote now so you don't think this is me saying this. It's not me. Bono says it really well. It's a mind-blowing concept that the God who created the universe might be looking for company, a real relationship with people. But the thing that keeps me on my knees is the difference between grace and karma. You see, the center of all religions is the idea of karma. You know, what you put out comes back to you, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, or in physics. In physical laws, every action is met by an equal or opposite one. It's clear to me that karma is at the very heart of the universe. I'm absolutely sure of it. Yet, along comes this idea called grace and upend upend all, um, all that as you reap, so will you sow stuff. Grace defies reason and logic. Love interrupts. If you like the consequences of your actions, which in my case is a very good thing indeed because I've done all sort of stupid stuff. That's between me and God. But I'd be in big trouble if karma was going to be finally be my judge. I'd be in deep shit. It doesn't excuse my mistakes. I'm holding out for grace. I'm holding out that Jesus took my sins on the cross because of, of I know who I am, and I hope I don't have to depend on my own religiosity. So, anyhow, that end of quote. So, Bono, as you know, is a, is a Christian, um, and he himself compared the two, that the world of grace is a world that he prefers over a world of karma. And that's why, for us, this isn't about us getting payback. This is mm-hmm. not about us wishing ill on these people. Uh, and I'm, I'm not even hoping that karma will get them. Mm-mm. I actually, Tessa and I really do feel we really wish the best for them, and we hope that they can go, they find what they're looking for. Yeah. Another YouTube reference there. Uh, they, hopefully, they really do. I want them to be happy. I want them to find that thing that drives them, that gives them that joy, that gives them purpose, it wakes them up every day with something to do that makes them feel good about themselves and their families. I don't want them to go through what we went mm-hmm. through the last two years. Mm-hmm. I don't want them waking up thinking you're going to lose everything. I don't want them waking up thinking, how am I going to tell my team? that we're in trouble and things are bad. I don't want to wake up and think, I'm actually have to lay off people I love. 
Yeah. That's not stuff I wish on anyone. It's horrible. And so for them, we wish them the best. And, and, and I think because of that, I, I hope they will find it. And if there are, any of them are listening, I do hope they do listen. Yeah, that This was not about us bashing them. Mm-hmm. We had to grow up a lot. We had to learn things that we didn't know or understand. And while I don't think we earned or justified being closed down Mm-mm. by our actions, that's what happened. And that's, that's the we end of it. We accept that. And we accept that. And, you know, there are other factors, too, in our life. We knew mm-hmm. we wanted to move on at some point. Yeah. And the cancer for me, too, also makes it really impossible to continue at yeah. this stage or this rate in my, at my age and all that. I'm 85, by the way. <laughs> well, you look great. Yeah, I do. I look really good yeah. for 85. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, anyhow. <laughs> um, so, and that's, what, that's all my thing about grace and karma. Um, a couple other lessons that we learned. And this is something I think I see online a lot. And it's important, I think, for you to feel free from this burden. You see a lot of inspirational speakers saying, you control your life, you determine your own destiny. And while that sounds really cool, I mean, I wish I was God and I could control my destiny and I can make people do things for me. It's just not true. When it comes down, push comes to shove, there are horrible things that happen to people that are completely out of their control. Like, you know, you're driving down the street with your kids. Actually, a friend of mine, driving out to Big Bear and a guy in the middle of the day at three in the afternoon is going like 100 miles an hour on the freeway and it's a two-lane road. He's drunk as hell and he swerves and he kills my friend, head-on collision. Now, was that his fault? No, it wasn't his fault. And did he take control of his life? I think so. Maybe he could have been noticing the guy swerving on the street. I don't know. I wasn't there. But it's just one of those things where things do happen to people that are out of your control and out of your ability to change. You get sick. Um, That's not something that, you know, you brought on yourself. No. I mean, we have another good friend of ours uh, twice now, but definitely a few years ago, got definitely ill. He's probably the healthiest person I know. And he uh, is an amazing guy, amazing athlete, eats, drinks, everything healthy, got the flu, and it put him on, his, on the deathbed. I mean, he was in a coma for like weeks, mm-hmm. lost 30, 40 pounds, was a skeleton when he got out, and he's rebuilt, and he's back healthy again, and then the same bug hit him again, just like in the last year, and put him back in the hospital for another week or two. And again, this guy's doing everything right, mm-hmm. everything right. And then health comes and just snags, snags it away from you. So I just, I just want to free you, those of you who do have some hard knocks, who do have some hard times, who've been knocked down, and you're feeling bad, like, well, I deserve this maybe, or, mm. oh, man, you know, I, I didn't prepare my life right, so you get what you, you, know, you plan for. It's like, you know what? Yeah, sometimes that's true. Like, hey, if you keep spending, yeah, yeah, if you spend, if you make $100, you spend $200 every day, yeah, there's going to be bad things that are going to come in the bank. But... Then there's things that are totally out of your control that you can't stop. And you have to learn to see that and not beat yourself up and be okay with it and come to peace at it and just accept it. The thing that defines you is not what knocks you down, but it's what you do after you get knocked down. Are you going to allow that thing, that financial hit, that bad business deal, that, that client that comes in, <laughs> makes your life miserable, that person writes a bad Yelp review, that team member that backstabs you, a partner who doesn't fulfill their de- end of the bargain. Somebody who steals your business. 
someone steals your business someone after they walk bad out. Things about you. All the things. It's those things don't define you. It's what how you react to that and how you basically move on from that. How do you think about it? Do you take the high road or you take the low road? You dig in the get in the mud with them. I mean, Tusty and I often we love Downton British, Abbey. Downton Abbey. And what do we always say? What's our big thing? We always say. <laughs> what would Lord Grantham do? <laughs> we always ask, what would Lord Grantham do? Because in Downton Abbey, of course, it's a TV show. Bad things happen, and you want you you see them and how they handle those situations. And Lord Grantham was always about minimizing the drama, taking the higher road, taking the hit, but doing the, hit, the right thing. But he doing just, the right thing. He, Sometimes he, he's in the dirt, looking bad in front of other people, but knowing they did the right thing. But they weren't going to get up and defend themselves and make a big scene or drag it out. So that's what we always say. What would Lord Grantham do in hopes that we might? Um, come close to that kind of, I mean, it's a TV show, but thinking that There's another that way. one that we used to say. It was what? from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> what, what, what would uh, Adama, Adama do? What would Adama do? Before <laughs> we were fans of Downton, we were fans of uh, Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Back That was like 10 years ago. It's so good, though. Oh, it's so good. It's still good. Uh, so that's another thing for you guys to remember is that, you know, you can't always take control of your life. Sometimes life just going to kick you right in the nuts and you're going to have to get up. And, For those uh, of us who don't have nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of all of our listeners right now, probably 98% of them just checked out. Like, I have no idea what Paul's talking about. Kick you in the tatas. Yes, yeah, kick you in the tatas and then uh, see how it goes from there. Um, another thing that we wanted to say is we're not victims and that we, we accept what happened and we're going to be okay. Um, we really owe you guys, you know, our, all of you, our supporters, to, to not let this get us knocked out because yeah. we have so many people text, email, and DM'd us who are just saying, you know, man, I'm so sorry you're lost. And some people are almost like crying practically, like, please don't go away. We and, are not going away. I want to just put that to rest. We yeah. we find a lot of encouragement and a lot of fulfillment in 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 sharing. Yeah. And and giving back to you guys. I mean, this is um, looking forward to this and, and and these endeavors is what's kept us going. Absolutely. So for us. We are super jazzed about the future, actually. There's definitely, we're still shedding some of the, the, the pain and a little bit of sorrow, but really overall, we got so many things that we think we can do now or be free to do where beforehand, you know, my hands were tied. I had to take care of the team. That was my number one priority. My team was my priority, not, unfortunately, you guys. Our listeners were not, but guess what, guys? I'm unemployed, so you guys are my number one priority. Or actually, my wife and my kids first, but. And then our pug. Our pug. Our baby pug. Piglet. Piglet the pug. One last thing I just remember we didn't even address, because some mm. people have asked me this. said, well, I was thinking about being team-based pay, and now I think, you know, you guys went to this booth rental thing, because yeah. what we happen is when we close the company, we, we just basically handed over the salon. We're in the middle of still working this out with the landlord. said, here, here's the place. We're closing. It. We're filing bankruptcy, so there's nothing to take. The lease is done. So we said, we didn't want to defraud the landlord, though. So we said, what if we kept everyone here and they just paid rent to you now and rented the place? That way you don't lose any money and the girls don't lose anything, too, because they and keep the clients. The cli- you know, we, we, we give over the, the client list and yeah. so that they can create. Uh, they have worked hard on their skills. They're, they've, yeah. they've had training wheels this whole time. They are so competent and so able Absolutely. to launch on their own. Um, and so that's that's all that we did. We just we just handed them the business, and each person is is 
has been equipped to to create their own little own little future. And I'm basically a free coach now for them. <laughs> I've told my guys, I'm here to help. I, I, I'll be charging other people for coaching, but for you guys, I'll be free. So I've been helping them with everything, gave them a breakdown of all the things they needed to do to start their business and when to do it and how much and all that. So, yeah, but that said, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden we've gone from a team-based pay salon idea and said, oh, booth rental is awesome. No, 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 no. no, no. See, I would never have a booth. uh, I would never have, I would never hire independent contractors and, or, 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 pay rent. I mean, um, not pay rent because I'm paying rent, but have a, a group underneath me that's, um, that yeah. operates this way because uh, there is no control. You, you, you don't have control. Everyone's doing their own thing and mm-hmm. we've worked so long together that it, 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 it works. works. Yeah. But again, there's no central leader. There's no central leadership. Um, the only way to go if you are going to have employees, in my humble opinion, is the team-based uh, Team-based pay is, if we were to do this again, like we thought, maybe in a couple of years, if mm-hmm. we fill up for it, maybe we'll start again. Maybe we'll try a new slime. Like, we will, first day, first decision, will be team-based pay. Mm-hmm. That's not a non, that's not negotiable. It's still the best for the team. It's still the way to build community and unity and single purpose. And it's the only way that you can manage your cash flow, yeah. that you have control over payroll. Yeah. That way you can um, plan that way you can offer benefits though. That's, that's how you can continue to grow. And you can, yeah, you can give them the things that they want, the benefits and so forth, but also it's, it's, it's what I want to say. It's just basically, it's all the systems, Mm -hmm. everything that comes, the culture, the systems, everything works together. Even right now you can already see, and this, if our team's listening, love you guys, I don't think anything negative, but you can tell team is over. Yes. We're not is. a team anymore. No, no. Everyone's doing their own thing. It's all I. And, and, it's, and that's and just the nature of That's the nature of the thing. That's because, what it should yes. be when you're an independent contractor. Guess what? It's I. It's no we. Mm-mm. But I like the we culture. I like the support, even for the guests. The guests lose out because now they have to decide, I have to stick with one person. Like in the old days, <laughs> like two weeks ago, you could see anyone you want. We took notes. We were very similar techniques. And so people felt safe to bounce around if necessary, especially in the pinch. Now that's not as true. Now they have to kind of stay loyal or they might, I don't think our team's like this, but they're going to feel like if they don't stay with their person that, oh, maybe I'm being disloyal or I'm not being supportive of this person. So it really changes the dynamic with the guest. The guest doesn't have as many perks, I think, and definitely our team doesn't have all the support they had beforehand. And they're stressed right now. I know that. They've shared that. It's transition. It's transition. It's a little scary. The training wheels just came off and you're wobbly, man. Yeah, but they'll land on their feet and they're going to be great. I know that. I'm not worried about the future. But that said, um, team-based pay, guys, if you're thinking about it, that's the way to go. Booth rental, by the way, booth rental, like for us, we couldn't, if we stayed booth rental, let's say we loved it for some reason, we can't afford a front desk. I'm not getting paid anymore. And we have no money for marketing costs. I mean, our booth rental barely just pays for the rent of the place and a couple of little things. It's just not enough money. So we'd have to charge insane booth rental rates to make this worth it so that we could have a front desk and so that we could have stuff. And then maybe people would be like, this isn't worth it as a team because there's just not enough money to go around. So really for us, you know, guys, don't don't worry. Please, if you're still thinking about it or if you just started, you're not on the wrong path. You're on the right path. It's the best for your team. It's the best way for you to keep control over things and to really invest and also reward the right behavior. That's another mm-hmm. thing. You, Everyone moves up in the company when they're doing the right things. When you don't have team-based pay, anyone can come up 
because there's no, there's, yes, you're on your own. Not, yeah, rewarding the merit. Yeah, here, team-based pay is really about merit. It's really about holding people accountable and only paying those people who are killing it. Paying and, for the behaviors that you want. Yeah. You're still, if you pay commission, you're still paying for all the behaviors you don't want, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, and booth rally, you get no control. People can show up in their underwear and do lashes or, or show up and cancel their whole days whenever they feel like it and just be a total pain in the butt and, and basically disrupt your salon. So anyhow, that's enough about the team-based pay and everything but i just want to make sure you guys understood that was another element that was really important for those of you who are thinking about to go for it don't worry team-based pay is the way to way to hit it out of the park for your team anyhow so let's last part so this is we'll just wrap this all up the big thing for us a lot of people were contacting us at, we had actually quite a few people say hey how about we um do a Kickstarter campaign or GoFundMe or, Go or try to help you guys raise money and all that. And I'm like, no, 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 guys, that's so kind. That's so nice. But truth is that, that that's, I feel like I'm stealing from people. I I don't like, I'm not, we're not looking for pity. We're not looking yeah. for handouts. We feel like we need to earn the right to have an audience and we need to earn the right to get paid for what we do. And that's what we're asking you guys for is we want your support. That's the biggest thing. If you can help, if you feel any sort of like, well, I wish I could do something. Here's what you can do. Support us by how, what, how can you support us? Well, one, keep listening, you know, be, be engaged, DM us, say hi, ask us questions. We love doing this. This really for me has become the greatest joy in my life professionally that is. And secondly, there's things that we do where you can help support us financially. So like we had Elevate in April. We have the next Elevate coming up at IBS. We actually have a free class you can come to also at IBS on Sunday. So you can come there and support us there. Um, share this podcast with your friends. Let them all know. Post on social media. Let everyone know, hey, guys, this podcast is helping me in my business. We try to give away so much because we really believe this idea. We're going to give it all away for free. And then when we ask for you guys to help support, you know, hey, come to this train, come to that, pay for this, you guys are going to rally and support us because you believe you're getting so much already from us that this is a small token for you to give back in a small way to us to help us so we can continue to give you this value because obviously if we don't make money at some point, we, we can't do this. Now I'm going to sound like a PBS um, you know, pledge drive here. But the idea is we're looking for supporters and helpers that come to our events, come to our paying gigs, and that will allow us to continue to give you guys free content. We actually had this um, dialogue uh, with a few people online when Jamie from Lashbase came out and he said, hey, give us something away free. It's cool. You know, work out. And a bunch of people were like, no, shame on you. You can't give away everything for free. You got good trainers only give some stuff away and then they save the best for their in-house trainings, which I agree uh, to some extent. I really well, I mean, like that. last training, maybe. Okay, well, yeah. I like to give it away. But we like to give it away. You and we're away. You got to be generous. Yes. And our idea is like, you can never like our training. We can talk about our training all day, but you're really never going to learn until you sit down with Tustin and take the training. It's just not. And the same thing with business. We can give away tips all day long here until you sit down with a systemized lesson plan that breaks down everything, says, do follow these steps. And this is how you're going to grow your business and improve your business. Yeah, but you know, you can keep listening. We're, we literally give everything away. I mean, on our Instagram every day, almost I am giving away one tip. I, my goal is one day, every one day, one tip, tip a day. day. That's my goal. And so if you listen, you're going to walk away most weeks with at least three to four, maybe even five tips that you can use and implement in your business. And I've been doing this for a, almost a year now. So I've probably given out easily, gosh, you know, a few over a hundred tips at this point, maybe in a couple hundred, who knows? But so that stuff's for free. 
And we're going to continue to do that. I have no plans to change it. And we actually are hoping to be able to do more with more free time. Maybe we're going to do YouTube and videos and content and blogs and, you know, who knows? The, the sky's the limit and we're still working on that. And hopefully in the coming months, you'll see things begin to change and you'll see more things that you can utilize to help your business. But in the short term, helping us with Elevate. And then here's the biggie. We're going to announce it here and we'll be announcing it next week. We'll, this will come out on Tuesday and then we'll probably announce it Wednesday or Thursday. So in short, the you're, big get, one. you're getting the... Um the little preview here. Yes. You're getting the inside scoop. You're getting the inside here. scoop. Yes. We, we have been working on this for a long for time. For five months, mm-hmm. we've been working on it. Actually, it's been longer than that, but really working with people, getting things lined up. And because of the salon closing, it's taking me a little longer uh, to get through this. We had to hope to announce this in April, and now we're announcing it in, well, actually, it'll be last week of May. So that's the way well, life that's okay. is. It's worth it. It is worth it. We are going to host the first ever all-business-focused Lash Conference called, Tuss? LashCon. LashCon, yes. And that is going to be the um, the center of the world when it comes to all things business for lash professionals. We have over 25 different individuals who are coming to share their knowledge with you. Some you're not going to recognize. You're going to be like, who's this person or who's that person? That's intentional. I didn't go back to the regular pool because you guys have seen a lot of these people. If you're going to last conferences on a regular basis, you're already meeting a lot of these people and they're sharing their knowledge and you're already gaining stuff from those people and they've shared. Some of them have been at like 18 different conferences. I'm trying to get you guys some fresh voices mixed in with some people you already know. So don't worry. It's not going to be a bunch of strangers, but we have some awesome people going to be the there. The fresh voices are not strangers to the beauty industry. That's true. In fact, they are veterans yep. and have tried and true businesses in 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 sister industry. Yep. Uh, hair and makeup and Exactly. You know, um, that's a world that I have always wanted us to tap into as a lash industry because lashes are new, right? And we don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's a lot of stuff that's a lot of wisdom that's already out there that we can just tap into. So we have got a great lineup um, of wonderful professionals that are going to bring wonderful wisdom to help your business. Yeah, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, we've always thought, why are we going to last conferences to learn from people who just started their business a year or two ago, maybe five years ago? So we started going to the, the beauty conferences, the best one, Serious Business. That's amazing. Oh, best. And it's in January in New Orleans. I definitely, you should put down your calendar and you should go to that every year. You really will get to see some of the best speakers and thought leaders in our industry at this place. We hope LashCon is going to be the last version of Serious Business. It's going to be thought leaders, people who are movers and shakers. We have, I think, is an amazing panel of people. I was just going to give you some of the people, and you can look them up. Lance Courtney is going to be speaking. He is given the best front desk presentation I have ever seen. I've seen a bunch of them. It's pretty good. It's really good. And he spoke at Serious Business a few years ago. Really excited to have him come out and share that. He's also going to be in the main stage. Um, you'll love him. Tara Walsh. You should know her from Last Premier. So Shelby Tarleton from Last Boss Radio will be there. Bonnie Conti is another one that's going to be there. She is a PBA board member, Professional Beauty Association board member. She has her own salon. She is a top tour in salon for, I think, 15 years or something like that. She's in Chicago. And she's in Chicago. And she is also just a a powerful, strong woman that I think she's a consultant now for um, businesses. And we're just super excited to have her come out and share her wisdom. Jamie from Lash Base, he's going to be coming out. We're flying him out. Uh, Sandra from Lash 401 is going to be here. Sheila Bella, if you're not following Sheila yet, you should definitely follow her. She's not. She is a hoot, man. She is just a dynamic ball of energy. She's not. 
she's in the PMU world, but she also has a lot of last people because a lot of you last people do um, browse. And so she's going to be there. And then we also have um, Kendra Bracken Ferguson, who is a huge name in the social media world um, with um, just helping with influencer um, type stuff. So she was a guest on our show a while back. She'll be there. Um, who else? We have, we have the last CEO, Rikina, is going to be there. We have Kristen and Madison from the Beauty Mavens Collective is going to be here. Um, who else do I have? Well, some of our team, our former team, but now colleagues, uh, Christina, Erica, and Love. Allie Lilly from Lash Anarchist will be here. Jasmine from Sheiks and City. Lana from Lux Uncut. Gloria from Beverly Hills Lashes. And, oh yeah, guys from Strategies. You guys hear us talk about strategies and team-based pay. Well, guess what? We're bringing them out. So you guys, if you're really interested, can talk to the actual source themselves and take a class and get to know them and ask lots of questions about that. And don't forget, we are going to have a medical panel as well. Yes, we have Dr. a medical Warren panel. Stout Dr. Warren Stout is going to be here. And he's a big deal. You guys probably don't know him, but he helped find the Laser Eye Center at USC, and he's considered one of the top doctors in his field. So he's going to be here, plus one or two other doctors that we're currently still working on. And we're not done, by the way. That's not it. I'm still looking for one or two more people to come, and we're going to have panels, we're going to have speakers, and we're going to have some it's gonna be a lot of content that's the thing i promise you it's gonna be a lot a lot of content the price as i'm talking now we're still finalizing it's gonna be somewhere between seven hundred and eight nine hundred dollars then there'll be vip tickets that will be over a thousand dollars where you get some even extra special bonuses it's going to be here in pasadena, pasadena. in october october mm-hmm. yes and it's a oh gosh i feel really stupid all of a sudden it's like october like, feel stupid all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden, all of just a sudden, now. Just I, now. I mean, yeah, you've been giving me these looks this whole talk. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's October 19th through the 21st. So it's a, a Saturday night cocktail party. And then we're going to work real hard all day Sunday, all day Monday. So it's Sunday, Monday. So it's kind of cool. It's going to be on the days that you generally are probably closed. So fly out here in the fall. It'll be relaxing. The w- weather's awesome in October. It's like, you know, like 80 degrees every day. And maybe make a vacation of it. I know some of the speakers are coming they're planning on taking some time off going to the beach go to disneyland i mean star wars will be here at disneyland that's right so you can get in and see that it's gonna be amazing so anyhow this is a must come to event i think of all the conferences no offense guys love all of you but we're gonna kick some ass on this one this is gonna be something that's gonna give you something totally different than what you've seen at all these other last conferences well, the other ones are great, and you should definitely make, I think you should see at least one or two a year. This is going to be the one that's going to give you the, uh, just the so many tools, goods. focus on business. And not. And we're really making sure, one of the things I require of all the speakers is that you have to give three action items and every talk you do. You cannot just walk in and say, hey, by the way, if you want more information, go to my website or sign up here. Or or take whatever. my class. Take- I'm only going to give you a little uh, preview here. Yeah. No, it's it, you're going to be able to walk away with... Um, uh, actionable items. You're going to yeah. be able to get something from it without having to pay a shell out anything else. <laughs> yeah. And our hope is there's going to be basically three tracks. There's going to be two main sessions where you see a lot of speakers, the big speakers, or they're all big speakers, but they're going to be plenary sessions and then there'll be breakout sessions. And then during the breakouts, we're going to have one track that's going to be for salon owners. So definitely if you're a salon owner, this is the one you want to come to. Also, we're going to have one's this business. The business one's going to be for anyone. If you're a manager, if you're an employee, if you're thinking about owning a business, if you're a single operator, if you have a salon, the business track will be for anyone in that track. Then there'll be a marketing track. The marketing track will be, again, 
Anyone can benefit from it. We'll be dealing with influencers, um, social media, Instagram, branding, all those things will be dealt with on, the, on that track. You can't take everything and we're going to record everything though. And that's going to be part of the benefit of the VIP package. Is if you go to, if you buy that one, you'll get a recording of all the sessions. So you don't have to be everywhere. Otherwise you're going to have to pick your track and go with it and, or get multiple team members to come out and then you guys can split up and do that. It's going to be amazing. And we hope that you guys will walk away with so much information. My goal is to have for you to have at least 30 action items that you can do. And then I would suggest picking three. Mm-hmm. Do the three most that impact your business the most. We are also going to have some vendors there. Oh, and yeah. There's going to be a marketplace. So while the emphasis is not on um, actual technique, there will be uh, people that will be displaying it and showing yeah. it. And, and you can engage them in, in their new products and things like that. So it's going to be full of full of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. We haven't worked that out. That's my next big project. Get the vendors, get the sponsors. And then we will, I'm sure, have a, a huge amount. We can take on, I think, 15 or 20 sponsors. And then that's it. And we expect that to be filled up. And you guys will come out and not only just get good training, you'll meet a lot of product lines and companies and people that can help you with your business too. All right, that wraps up our episode on what happened to Integrity Lash and why. Hopefully you guys got something useful out of it. Hopefully you don't just hear all the bad stuff, but hopefully you hear the good things and the positive turns and where we're going. And, and hopefully it'll take some lessons away and apply it to you and your business if you have employees and, and, or just a general knocks in life. Hopefully this will give you some, some takes of better ways of handling things, I hope. So if not... You know, that's okay too, but give us a review. Let us know or give us feedback. DM us, email me at paul at integritylash.com. That email will probably change eventually, but for now, I'll keep that one going. And let us know. I love to hear your stories. We're here to support you guys. We really do believe this. When we say you have a friend in the lash industry, we really, that's what our goal is. And that's why the way all the things we do, we, everything we want to do is geared towards how can we be a friend? How can we support someone? How can we lift other people up? And in doing that, hopefully we, we make our industry a better place for everyone. wraps up this show i want to ask you to please follow us on instagram at integrity lash and at Lashcast podcast and remember to subscribe share and review this on itunes if you have any questions or suggestions or feedback please dm us at Lashcast podcast on behalf of our engineer britain my lash experts erica and tusney i want to thank you for taking some time out to listen Keep on lashing and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.